Welcome to Embedded Edge with Knitin, a podcast that brings to life the stories behind today's embedded systems, technologies, and products. It's the show where you'll hear from both engineers and executives on some of the most topical news and most pressing challenges in the world of embedded system design. Here's your host, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com, Nitin Dahad. I'm Nitin Dahad, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com and correspondent with EE Times. Over the last few weeks, I've attended several conferences where we looked at things like automotive and microelectronics research and future technologies. And if I had to look at some of the common themes, it's all around silicon. For example, at the Financial Times Future of the Car contest, the very focus on things like software-defined vehicles and connected vehicles and providing digital infotainment or services to consumers and the changes in business models and future of car ownership. And also yeah, around electrification, that all depends on very much on silicon. And it was very apparent when you see executives and CEOs who are either from the semiconductor industry or formerly from the semiconductor industry, like, for example, Benedetto Vigna, CEO of Ferrari, who spent over almost 25 years at ST Microelectronics. He did the opening keynote at the Future of the Car conference in London, and he talked about some of the things in terms of the importance of the technology, both hardware and software, in the future of car development, whether it's for Ferrari or any other hypercars, supercars, or passenger cars. And also we had people like NXP Semiconductor and Mobileye all talking about the various aspects of the enablement of software-defined vehicles and ADAS, that's assisted driving technologies. So yeah, there was very much a theme around the hardware and the software needed to make future cars a possibility, but also on the electrification, some of the technologies and efficiencies and optimizations that you needed to get. And then I was at the IMEC ITF World Summit in Antwerp in Belgium. And again, the very much talk around the issue of sustainability. And when you think about all the computing that's required, whether it's autonomous cars, whether it's data centers, whether it's all the artificial intelligence or the generative AI, it's all around just innovating in silicon, really. So it's quite a apt then that one of the only incubators for the deep tech sector or silicon startups, Silicon Catalyst, has partnered with Arm with a competition which basically is providing some benefits to silicon startups to get themselves further ahead in the path to commercialization. The competition is the Global Silicon Startups Contest, and the prize for the winner is an ARM IP credit worth around $150,000, plus exposure to ARM's wider partner ecosystem and opportunity to pitch to Silicon Catalyst's angel investor network. There are also two runners-up, and to talk a little bit more about that, I talked to Silicon Catalyst's Sean Redmond and Arms Paul Williamson in a conversation to talk about the prize and then also what it entails and the benefits of that, and also some of the opportunities for Silicon startups now and why it's very different to what we've seen over the last 10, 20 years of software startups where the investors look for quick returns. But with Silicon, you need a 
There's a large technology risk and long go-to-market cycle. So they need a patient approach to silicon. So anything that the innovator in silicon can get in terms of help to get over those hurdles is a boon. I talked to both Paul and Sean about you know, the prize and the benefits and that broader benefit of participating in this conversation and some of the, the challenges for silicon startups. I asked Paul first, what does the $150,000 credit cover. So here's what he said. So we can give some sort of guidance as to what a roughly 150k would cover. We've tried to pick an amount that is substantive enough to cover a embedded complete system. So interconnect a CPU or CPUs for something that would be an embedded system design to cover any of the IP tape out fees that would be associated with it. So that's broadly about the amount that it covers, but there's no ongoing annual fee for ARM flexible access. It is for a startup. They pay nothing to enter the program anyway uh, and access the IP. And it's only when they, they, they've done their experimentation, they've done their simulation and emulation and their review of, we've got what we, the right system, we want to go to production at that point. They paid the manufacturing rights to the IP that they're using, and this credit would allow them to take to use against that. The fee, though, is dependent somewhat on the IP that they select, but it is a credit against that. And it gives them this doesn't try to prescribe what they use in any way. It can be anything from the portfolio that helps their design forward. I think it's worth mentioning some of the other elements of the prize, though, because that's the sort of the point that they want to go to production and manufacture, and that is an important and valuable step that it gives them some capital support for that step, mm. which we think is helpful. But I think the other elements of the prize are also equally interesting to these companies. The design reviews that we're going to offer by our sort of leading edge design team mean that's going to reduce their risk in this. They're already using highly validated IP, but on top of that, they're going to get leading expertise on ensuring that the design is stable and that they reduce their risk in going to market. So the other element is we have a, it will bring them into the loop of the ARM partner ecosystem by giving them access to one of our key events where they will be able to network more broadly with some of the leading people in the silicon industry, which is in the summer. That's the one. Yes. In the okay. Yeah. And then, and clearly the silicon capitalist support as well. And Sean, I don't know if you want to say a little bit about what that, that sort of guidance brings from your side as well. Yeah. So. What the startup will get access to is the opportunity to become a Silicon Catalyst port portfolio company. As you know, Nitin, we have an extensive ecosystem of now over 60 in-kind partners providing all aspects of the design automation tools they need, design IP with the flexible access program, and then the advisor base, which is really where startups get to significantly mitigate their risks by being able to ask the types of questions at decision points in their startup cycle. So that the advisor base is incredibly valuable to startups, startup executive teams. And we, what we see is as they progress their go to market plan and define, it might be an architecture decision. It might be customer engagement. It might be investment related, but they're able to bring a panel of experts to the table and discuss and debate get inputs from those that have been down the path before, made, properly made, you know, the wrong decisions themselves, but they're able to share that experience. Uh, and in doing that, significantly mitigate risks by, by finding out what 
is likely to happen if they make certain decisions. Okay. Uh, so that advisor base is really valuable for the startups. And I think for me, it, it is interesting as to what people value in this, that the, it is, it's a really nice combination of the two of getting both the executive advisor support that Silicon Catalyst can bring with both the sort of technical guidance and access to that networking ecosystem. And then finally, for the winner, that sort of capital injection that gets them a lower cost route to mass production, which hopefully altogether is a compelling offering for these startups. And this is global. So if we're in Asia, if you're in Europe or US or South America, anybody can apply. That is broadly correct. Yeah, there is certainly that is the focus to drawing companies globally. There are some legal restrictions, I guess, in, in the small print around things like export controls or oh, other, okay. but, but it is intended as a global project. So the startups need to look through the terms and conditions for yeah. applying and we'll make clear which countries there is fairly strict restrictions for us to engage. Taking aside a little bit, as you said, around 100 companies have gone through your respective programs. I think I know a little bit about Silicon Catalyst, but tell me a little bit about Flexible Access, your 100 companies. What kind of conversion rate have you had from those 100? Yeah, it's quite, well, that's quite interesting. We've got at least 70 active designs in flight at the moment, and we've got some that are out and public as having been able to now talk about their designs. So we can share some details of those with you. An example would be SpinCloud, who are... They're actually in the field of data centers and using AI in the data center. Joined in 2023 to the AFA program, but actually engaged earlier through our academic connections because they're a spin out of, I think, a technical university in Dresden. And they've taken both the access to the IP to evaluate the right solution, as well as the sort of guidance to bring market. And my understanding is they plan to take out this year with their product. We can send that through as a strong example of showing how it's enabled somebody to bridge all the way from academia through into a spin-out business and to production tape out of a solution as an example of ongoing activity. And there's a couple of others. We've got examples in automotive who are now public, as well as some in the sort of more ASIC fields doing very application-specific, more IoT-type applications. What was the thinking and who initiated this or what was the motivation? Yeah, very much a joint thinking in terms of the timing of doing this, Nitin. Arm and Silicon Catalyst have worked very productively together for the last two to three years, promoting semiconductor startups and collaborating together. We did a, an event on the ARM campus last year, which was our forming, storming, norming, and performing mm. at the startups. And what we've, what we've thought for this activity, the Silicon Startups Contest, is really, this is a very unique time for Silicon Startup Opportunity. Certainly, we've never seen the extent of hundreds of billions of dollars of National Government Chips Act funding going into our industry. That's transforming and changing the landscape. And as and that sort of wave to surf in for new startups to engage with, the what we're clearly seeing as well is the architectural opportunities for silicon design companies to come in and play a role and differentiate themselves. So when you look at what we do in Silicon Catalyst, we've handled over 100 portfolio companies 
since we started now and what we've screened nearly 900. What we're seeing now is a really big uptick in new innovations in different areas of chip design activity. And so this is really a great opportunity for ARM and Silicon Catalyst to reach out and offer a platform of support, a very unique platform of support in reality, because you look at the extent of both of our ecosystems, it really is a perfect richness and reach for a semiconductor silicon startup company to get access to what we're offering here. The extent of the prize is really, is in a way, the $150,000 credit. When you add to that, what ARM can do to profile and put that startup on the global stage and connect it into an ecosystem which is unprecedented. And that is what we think is the opportunity here for startups to apply and go through the process. Every time we get a startup applying to us, they, they help, they, they essentially sharpen their saw in terms of their, their business opportunity because the feedback we give them through the screening process is very extensive. So in this, it's a little bit different in terms of the way we normally do applications. Silicon Catalyst is actually running this contest on behalf of ARM. And what we've added to it is the, and because it's a very short window to run through from May 10th to June 23rd, um, we've asked the startups to prepare a video pitch, which we don't normally do in the Silicon Catalyst application process. So that gives them the opportunity to frame and project their value in a very short pitch, 10 to 12 minutes as a video proposition. And then we'll take them through our Q and A process with the panel and provide them feedback. It's a short window, but we feel it's a great opportunity at this time. Let me turn that to you, Paul. Same question. Yeah, so I think Sean covered it really well. And I think from a personal perspective, I think both the timing is right, but also just from an ARM perspective, we, and personally, I find it always exciting to engage with startups in this space. And I think the design innovation isn't slowing down here. And while ARM is typically associated with the bigger players, it's incredible to see what some of these companies are bringing together in terms of innovations that they're building alongside our IP in a broad range of markets. And this is to extend further the visibility of the hand of support that is out there for them with initiatives like Silicon Catalyst, but also what ARM can bring to the table to accelerate those who are putting forward these innovative ideas. We think there is, in addition to the some point Sean made about great timing for people to really do well, there continues to be thriving innovation in Silicon, in startups who are bringing new or novel ideas to a broad range of markets. And so this is a way for us to support those and accelerate those and make visible to them the sort of the way in which they can accelerate their success. I think the competition hopefully will draw that out and we'll see some interesting companies get a boost from it. Now, very important question, which I haven't asked. What are going to be the selection criteria? What are, I know it'll be in the application details, but it'd be quite interesting to see what are your sort of top level sort of application criteria, selection criteria rather. Yeah. But primarily it's, they need to have a great team, a well-rounded team that covers all the bases in terms of their, their technical expertise, but very much so their commercial and go-to-market capability. So highly differentiated in their approach, 
attacking a big market, solving a difficult problem in a unique way, and really having a very well thought through plan in terms of the way they want to execute their path to success. It's Silicon startups are all about mitigating risk. There, there are many challenges. And when you look at the, the whole deep tech startup world and why it is so different from software-based startups, nearly everyone will explain that it comes down to the technology risk aspect, which yep. sets them apart. When you look at Silicon startups, you've got an explosion of technology risk, but the go-to-market challenges are also very challenging because of the length of time it takes to prove an idea and actually mm. commercialize it. So you do need a very patient approach to this industry, to Silicon startup world. And I think when you look at the to trying to identify who's going to win, when you look at what we've done in Silicon Catalyst and having screened over 900 startups since we formed, we have a very good success rate in terms of identifying those that are going to make it. You know, we can't guarantee those that enter our program will be wildly successful, but our startups have raised over $400 million. Um, we've had our portfolio value valuation now is over one and a half billion dollars. So we typically hit a much higher success rate than venture capital companies do because of our approach. And in a way, what we're doing here is we're extending the value of that approach by partnering with Arm to run through this Silicon startup contest. So we're going to have the depth of expertise and exposure to the ecosystem of Arm going through and selecting the winning startups for this contest. And as Paul rightly said, having the technical expertise of the ARM design review of startups, of the winning startups to be able to test their architectural decisions with those that really know what will work, what's the most effective and efficient way to tackle a problem with very complex design IP that is a fantastic opportunity. And Paul, on the judging panel, there are two from Palm and two from Silicon Catalyst. What are I'm going to be looking for in that sort of criteria? I think actually Sean summed up very well. It is matching that commercial thoughts thought through understanding of what they're trying to solve for in the industry with a technical approach that we we can see that that it, they've brought together that mindset, that innovation, and that they are on the right path. I think what we are looking for is companies where the prize is going to move them forward in their journey, but they've, mm. they're coming from a really solid understanding of what they want to achieve and how they want to go about it. We'll be testing for those. Does it feel that we can move these companies forward and make them or help them on their journey to success, really? Okay. And what will make you think, and we're going to make this into an annual competition. What's the thing that can make you say, yes, we'll do it again next year? That's a good question. I, from my perspective, it's going to be interesting to see, do we believe this is a genuinely accelerating the focus of these companies? Do we see companies stamp, step forward or do more as a result of what we're able to support here? And are we helping them out? Is this really making an impact? And I, I personally think looking at the way it's been structured by the team uh, and working with Silicon Capitalists, there's a huge amount of value here for the companies who do get involved. It would be difficult, as Sean said, to judge very quickly 
how impactful it has been. So that's one of the challenges for us. I might have to make the decision before we see the results, but I don't know, Sean, how you think about it. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no short path to wild success in the Silicon startup world, but for sure, what we'll see here is what we're looking for is new types of approaches that are coming through, especially when you look at, I think Jalal Bagley expressed it really well, Nitin, at the Williams Advanced Engineering, William Formal event we did a few months back where he said, looking at the opportunities going forward, he could see that the system companies becoming silicon companies is creating a lot of opportunities for new silicon startups to fill the part of, fill the gaps that those companies have. So there's new chip opportunities and new chiplet. So that's a new area, the heterogeneous integration and chiplet opportunity that we expect to see coming through in this contest where startups have framed their opportunity to fill a gap with, which is what, with a very large market opportunity in those system companies becoming silicon companies that need new startup innovation. So it's going to be a very exciting few weeks to see what comes through. Paul and Sean, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan.